Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. And we are chatting today with Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Jim McCormick. Always a treat to have you in, Jim. Thanks for taking time today. Always nice to see you, Troy. Always. I like your hat. Uh, if Thanks. listening audience could see Bubba on yeah. your head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to rotate the hats through. <laughs> Stuart Davis always comes in wondering which one I'm wearing today. Uh, the last time we chatted, we were starting to get close to being to back-in-person meetings. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were chatting before the show of it, it's nice over the last few weeks. I've been talking with people about things that are happening now or going to be happening in the very near future. We can chat now this morning saying you are, in fact, back to in-person meetings now. Yes, uh, we are. Boy, it's wonderful. Uh, we're in person meetings uh, for the commission in chambers in the city county building. That was a treat. Uh, walking into the chambers for the first time in a long, long time. Yeah. And uh taking our seats it was it was like graduation day it was just wonderful to be there and uh, to see people face to face of course chambers uh, still have the uh, the benches removed and we have chairs uh, set around for uh, uh, for social distancing but uh, it's nice it's nice to have people to to see face to face and, and yeah. have that conversation yeah especially with your new commissioner you've been looking at him through a computer monitor for a while <laughs> he was in last month chatting with us it's got to be nice for him too to be like oh this is what it's like it's the it's the scene in uh, a few good men where uh, <laughs> he stops as he's walking out of the courtroom he's like, this is what an inside of a courtroom looks like it's, it's got to yeah. be the same thing for you guys precisely in fact that uh, was the old federal courtroom and uh, yeah. it is that's what that's what the inside looks like yeah wonderful though yeah yeah, it's, and, and it's got to have a smell too, right? Like just because you're used to it, you know, it, it's one of those things where places like the library, you walk in and it has a certain kind of smell. We got to go back in. It's, mm-hmm. oh, that I'm home. You know, it, it's it, got to be nice. Oh, absolutely. And without getting into the weeds here, but yeah. it's it, it's sensory. I mean, we have, mm-hmm. yeah, we get information, but we need human interaction. We need to have that contact with people. Uh, because it uh, it forges and, and bonds relationships. And I said long, long time ago, even though there's a lot of politics here, it's still still about relationships, yeah. about human-to-human contact. Of course, now you go, got to wear socks and shoes <laughs> to, to meetings, right? You can't, you can't be in your pajamas anymore. Oh, we could we could go on and on about that. Yeah, from the waist up, look great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I think slacks probably. If you look at the markets that took a dive, I, be, I bet dress pants have been just down in the last year. They're, people are going to have to wear pants to work again. Yeah, what's that? Um, what does it look like for members of the public, Jim? I mean, obviously, masking and that sort of thing. I mean, just the stuff that we're used to at this point. Uh, what we're used to at, at this point and, and regarding the um, Lewis and Clark County Health mm-hmm. uh, directives and directives of the, uh, the health officer, I, I just heads up to everybody that the uh, Board of Health will meet tomorrow. Uh, people can dial in on Zoom. Go to the Lewis and Clark County website. Uh, there's a, a whole uh, menu. Mm-hmm. Of so LC County MT. Right. Uh, yes lccountymt.gov.gov and uh, go uh, go in there to uh, public health and you can get to the uh, to the board and the meetings and you'll see a link there it'll be a a zoom link so people can dial in the uh, uh, the metrics uh, the directive metrics for escalation uh, uh, are there on the public health website uh, and also the officer 
reaction to that is de-escalation. And we're in the de-escalation phase and masks are there. The board will discuss those metrics and the masks at uh, the board meeting. Tomorrow. Okay. Do you know uh, before that discussion how close we are? I know in Missoula County they're talking, I think May 11th is when they're lifting the mask mandate in Lewis and, or in, uh, in Missoula County, excuse me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've discussed other counties are getting that. How close are we to that? You know, Troy, I, I can't tell you that. I uh, haven't had that sure. uh, that conversation with the, uh, the health officer or any board member okay. about it. Um, but that will be uh, that'll be discussed tomorrow. Yeah, that'll be great. Oh, excellent. <laughs> we're all we're all waiting. There's going to be uh, a lot of parties when uh, when we can finally do that. Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Jim McCormick is with us on Coffee Break this morning, and um, restrictions, of course, lifted in the county past masking to this point, and the county doing doing really well. I mean, the numbers are are headed in the right direction, pretty steadily. You've got to feel happy about that. Oh, I'm I'm elated. You know, I watch that. Frequently, very yeah. frequently, and uh, it's I, I'm kind of a dashboard. Uh, Your numbers st- guy. Stats, well, I, yeah, I try yeah. to be anyway. And the um, I like the dashboard because it gives us a visual of uh, where we are for uh, new cases, new infections, and uh, uh, and so people can see it graphically in color, and uh, goes red, yellow, green on de-escalation. Mm-hmm. And uh, our uh, our numbers, uh, people are being careful. Uh, new infection rates are way down uh, to where they were, golly, last late last summer, um, and they they seem to be holding in there. So uh, yeah, very good news. Yeah, well, and the mitigation efforts are working. I think all all you have to do is really look at the fact that we pretty much haven't heard anything about the flu this year. I mean, so I think the same thing that I, you know what we're doing is also taking care of that. I mean, nobody nobody's in the hospital with the flu. Good point. Uh, and and to make that point, my uh, my wife is a retired RN. You know, she she watches that sort of thing, and so we have discussions about that. And it's interesting too, as as we've noticed that I've noticed that. Um, so I I did have that question. Uh, we we have had uh, some cases of the flu, but certainly hasn't been a headline uh, topic uh, uh, in uh, in this past flu season that hopefully we're just coming out of. Yeah, and we were kind of hopeful for that. I mean, the way the way they come up with the, the flu shot every year is, look, it, it hits the Southern Hemisphere first. Mm-hmm. And so they look, okay, what does it look like in the Southern Hemisphere? Well, this year, you know, back in the winter is when it usually hits our winter. Mm-hmm. All the health officials are going, well, we're not really sure about the flu shot this year because we don't have enough cases to be able to effectively say, well, this is what it's going to look like. This is how we battle against it, and, but it seems like we don't have the cases here either. So yeah, and and that's you know casual observation. You know, you say okay, statistically maybe maybe that's the case, uh, and and what the flu does vaccination is still very important. Mm-hmm. I, I want to point out I, I'm just finishing a book. Excellent. Uh, the uh, the title of the book is Vaccinated. Uh, it uh, it's a story about Dr. Maurice Hilleman. Uh, Dr. Hilleman. Uh, is credited with uh, developing most of the childhood vaccines. Uh, wow. Uh, rubella, German measles. I mm-hmm. mean, kids used to be born uh, deaf, blind, other birth defects because their mothers uh, contracted uh, German measles or rubella uh, when they were pregnant. And, uh, in fact, I had a cousin who was uh, deaf because my aunt mm. had rubella. And, uh, anyway, uh, Maurice Hilleman, uh, his dream was to be uh, the— manager of the J.C. Penney store in Miles City, Montana. <laughs> wow. And uh, anyway, he uh, was awarded a scholarship to Montana State College back then, MSU, 
uh, graduated, uh, went on to become uh, world uh, renowned for his uh, his uh, developing vaccines. Yeah. Uh, the name of the book is Vaccinated. Excellent book. I'm going to put that on my list. Absolutely. I'm glad he wasn't working at J.C. Penney. It turned out <laughs> well for us. Uh, we're, we're talking with Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Jim McCormick this morning, and we talk about we're heading in the right direction in terms of COVID numbers, but we are also starting to plateau on the vaccination numbers. Yes. Uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, good Good point. Is I had a few discussions about this, too is of course old old dudes like me you know were waiting in line to uh to be vaccinated uh and that was the case uh, younger demographics uh the uptake uh isn't as um uh as noticeable uh on on the up or apparently it is uh that uh, what it looks like anecdotally is is younger folks are choosing not to be vaccinated uh so there is uh there's an abundance of vaccine Lewis and Clark County Public Health has reached out to surrounding counties and offered uh, vaccines uh, to those counties uh, uh, if people are unable to get them there. So uh, the vaccine is readily available. Yeah, well, but no more large-scale vaccinations at the fairgrounds um, past next week for first-dose clinics ending next week, uh, 28th, so I guess that'd be next Wednesday. Yep, so good, uh, good point. The uh, the first vaccination, those two dose uh, vaccines, uh, for instance, uh, Pfizer, uh, the Pfizer vaccine is two dose, and uh, the final first dose of of the Pfizer out at the fairgrounds, fairgrounds only, uh, will be on the 28th next week, and then uh, I believe there's a 20 day uh, resting period, if you mm-hmm. will, or <clears throat> and uh, so that second dose for those folks who have that first dose will be on May 19th. So it will just, it'll be just a second dose. Right. So if you've already gotten your first shot, like I go out there, I think the 29th, I go in next Thursday, Mm -hmm. that's still happening. You know, all those second doses, because I'm sure people were going, wait, it's not happening anymore. Where do I go? Right. You still go to the fairgrounds if you've had your first shot. Absolutely. Anybody who's had a first dose, uh, they they still stay on schedule and uh, go to the fairgrounds for that. Uh, good news is uh, vaccines are available uh, at uh, St. Peter's. Uh, there are um, vaccines available at uh, at pharmacies at uh, Pureview uh, Health. Uh, so those uh, those vaccines are available there. Yeah, it's worked exceptionally well out at the fairgrounds. I mean, it's one more thing that uh, you and the and the commissioners have to be. Um, very proud of, you know, the individuals and the groups that have joined together out there and really made Lewis and Clark County a model for the state of this is how you should do this. It's worked extremely well. When professionals are doing their work and are good at what they do, they make very difficult work look easy. Yeah. And and my hat is off to Lewis and Clark County Public Health. Uh, it, uh, I'll tell you what, they they stepped up and they made it happen in a hurry. Yeah. Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Jim McCormick is our guest this morning, and we're going to head to break here in just one minute. Um, but I want to uh, give you a chance, Jim, to, I guess, petition the listening audience. We talked about the, the plateauing numbers of uh, vaccine, uh, y- your chance for your elevator speech of why <laughs> folks should look seriously at, at going out there. I mean, I, just for me, you know, if, people, if, if it's the needle thing, needles freak me out. Needles mm-hmm. make my blood pressure rise, just the thought of them. I can't help it. It just happens. I barely felt this thing. I mean, so so if if that's your concern, I can get rid of that part of it for you. I I literally, you barely feel it. It's such a small needle. But past that, Jim, uh, 
why should people be looking at this? Why, why do numbers need to go up? Uh, numbers need to go up so that there's immunity. The, the term that is used is herd immunity. Uh, in my mind, the, the same as uh, polio. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I remember the 1950s. I remember, uh, I, I remember a girl uh, my age uh, who had polio. I remember uh, polio vaccines. We lined up all the school kids, went, went over to Metal Ark School and, uh, to get our polio vaccine, and then later a booster in a sugar cube. Uh, it, uh, it's uh, like, uh, like other viruses, is that once there's a point of immunity, uh, then the, uh, the severity uh, or the likelihood of great spread. Now, I'm not a scientist, but that's just the way I read it. And uh, is is diminished substantially and you know we we think about it well, gee i'm okay i i don't i don't feel <laughs> sick well really we have to turn that around and say what are the odds that i am carrying that virus and i'm going to give it to somebody else uh and then what would that outcome be have no idea you know what uh, that person who's infected from a virus i passed on uh what is going to happen to them and uh, so that's that's why we're careful. Yeah. Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Jim McCormick with us on Coffee Break this morning. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back and chat some more. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to a mall on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back in. This is Coffee Break. I'm Troy Shockley. Thanks for sticking with us this morning. The show brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant, 459-8565. We're continuing with Jim McCormick. He's Lewis and Clark County Commissioner. And in other news, we talked about how you love the numbers. Budgeting, you know, is certainly something that's not super exciting for a lot of people. But equally, as much as it's not exciting, it's, it's, it's equally important. Uh, if for the county, you've got a department budget hearing of, or more than one. You've got lots of departments coming in. What's going on there? How do, what does that look like? How does it work? Sure. Thank you. The, um, the budget process is, uh, is protracted. It, it takes a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, it begins, uh, oh, in late autumn. And uh, where the, uh, where the uh, templates are put together and it uh, concludes with budget hearings with our department heads uh, at the end of May every year. And each department, uh, the sheriff's office, uh, uh, and then, you know, there are others uh, who are uh, grant recipients, if you will, uh, uh, from the county, of the county, uh, make their presentations to the commission. Those are public meetings. Mm -hmm. One can attend them. Yeah, so anybody can show up and watch this. It's not a behind the curtain kind of thing no no cigars no uh no green eye shades <laughs> anything like that it's it's very open 
and uh, it takes uh, it takes a couple of days, uh, two two and a half days to get that done. And um, so the uh, the budgets, uh, the part, uh, department directors are putting their budgets together. They're in review with our chief financial officer and our CAO. Um, and uh, we get snippets as commissioners. We'll get snippets, uh, bites to see what, what goes on. Uh, and if there are any significant increases, say, for instance, uh, FTE employees or uh, any capital expenditures that are going, going to be out of the ordinary uh, or extraordinary, uh, then uh, we'll see those before so that we can do our homework. Uh, and we have those hearings, and, uh, and then we uh, deliberate, and, and then in June... We uh, late June we uh, come forward public meeting to uh, to discuss and approve the uh, the budget for the next fiscal year. Yeah. So if you're concerned about where your money's going, that that's what you're talking about. Down and, to the penny. And and, you, and and we should be right. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we should be concerned about whether you and, and and the commission and the county whether our money is being stewarded correctly. Uh, th- that's an important thing. Oh, it's absolutely it's it's extremely important, and uh, it uh, because it's the taxpayers. Taxpayers uh, are asked to uh, to support uh, and fund government. It's uh, it's your dollars, my dollars, mm-hmm. our neighbors' dollars. It's everyone's, and so uh, we are as a as a commission and our uh, our staff, our directors, are responsible and accountable uh, to the taxpayers for how their dollars are spent. Well, and when when we talk about that that money, how the dollars are spent, some of that money it, it's been going to the detention center, the remodel out there, renovations and uh, additions. It's all done now. The ribbon's been cut. Absolutely, literally. Yeah, the, the, it was yeah. with yeah, a cast of thousands. It was very nice. It was. They gave the sheriff a big <laughs> pair of shears. I was a little concerned. <laughs> oh, oh, don't get me going. <laughs> Those are big scissors. <laughs> Those are big scissors. Uh, Sheriff, if you're listening, no, it's it's you know I'll I'll keep my my comments remarks. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yes, it, that was a that was an, a great day. Uh, we um, uh, the county and the and the taxpayers approved a, a bond issue uh, for the uh, remodel of the detention center in uh, golly 2016. Uh, what didn't pass was the companion mill levy, mm-hmm. and they and you've got to have them both. One one is for the physical building, one is to keep the lights on. Keep the lights on, the operations, yeah. all of that, and um, so uh, the uh, we went back to the voters in 2017. The voters approved that mill levy uh, levy to operate the detention center, <clears throat> and uh, shortly after the election, November December of that year, we began the process of the remodel. Uh, six and a half million dollars was the uh, engineer's estimate for that uh, that remodel. Um, so from uh, I'll, I'll say January 1, 2017 until January 2021 is how long it took that project mm-hmm. to be completed. The project was completed on budget, unfortunately not on time because of COVID and other, yeah. there were supply chain issues that we had to deal with. Uh, but it was done. Sletton uh, of uh, Great Falls was the uh, general. Uh, we had a guaranteed maximum price contract uh, con- uh, for that, and uh, it uh, it all went very very well. Yeah, well, and it, we had the sheriff in recently, and still recruiting detention officers out there. And that that part of that budget, in terms of uh, you know, hiring more staff. You got more space. That's great. You also need more staff to take care of more space. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, we are, and the detention center uh, can take more inmates, <clears throat> but before the detention center can take more inmates, have to have the deten- de- detention staff to do that, just have to do that. Yeah. So um, the facility is there, the space is there, uh, it's working very well, and uh, the sheriff is recruiting uh, for more detention staff. And so anyone who has an interest in law enforcement uh, and uh, that that world, great place to start uh, yeah. is in detention. Yeah, it's a great place to get your foot in the door and get started. Or, you know, as, as the sheriff says, if, if maybe that's just where you want to be. There's people mm-hmm. that just want to be a detention officer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's a it's a great job. It's an important job, rewarding. And uh, they are hiring. So uh, your first step, I'm not going to tell you how to do it. You want to be in law enforcement, you find it out. That, that's your first step is to be a detective. I, it, it's not that hard to find. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not giving yeah. you a, uh, this is not the impossible to find Easter egg here. Uh, <laughs> Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Jim McCormick with us on coffee break this morning we've got right about five minutes left with him and jim we're entering uh, construction season mm-hmm. uh, in montana and some improvements coming uh, for a few roads in the county right yes uh, this time of year public works is out uh, and we hear uh, the the bids for road maintenance uh, projects uh, for um, uh, that being county roads mm-hmm. uh, and also the uh, the rid subdivisions that create their own uh, road maintenance uh, through an RID. Uh, those those uh, projects are out there. Uh, I I want to point out there is a significant road project, road improvement project, uh, in partnership with our, our federal government friends. Uh, they're called Federal Lands Access uh, Program uh, Road Projects, and in the North Valley for access to the BLM land in the North Hills. Uh, because the BLM land is there, that snowdrift, Collins, and Ferry drives are being improved uh, through that. And it's uh, it's a multi-year effort uh, to make application for those grants. Uh, they're competitive. And for the uh, the grant to be, uh, application to be reviewed, and then that grant award. Uh, the uh, uh, We uh, received that award last year. And uh, the project is underway right now to improve those roads. So uh, uh, public safety, when those roads are improved, some of them in uh, pretty tough shape mm-hmm. uh, for emergency vehicle travel uh, and access, having good roads is extremely important. And uh, having good roads costs money. Some of them are very expensive, and uh, some of them are maintenance and can be maintained. But still, roads have a lifespan, expect, expected usable life. And as we have growth in the valley, the more density, more travel, uh, roads are are getting a lot Yeah, that lifespan traffic. shortens. And, yeah. and, and that lifespan is shortened, so we have to address that too. Yeah. We've got three minutes left. Jim, we're going to get through a couple things here as if, if we can. We'll see. Uh, is zoning, of course, also an issue. And you recently heard an update from the new zoning advisory panel. Uh, how is that going? I mean, I, I know it's early in that mm-hmm. process. It's going very well. Uh, uh, we have we uh, had a report from our uh, moderator. Uh, golly, it was uh, about a week ago, uh, Dr. Austin from Montana State University. Uh, I've had the opportunity of uh, being involved with a committee where Dr. Austin was a moderator a couple of years ago. Uh, he's good at what he does. <clears throat> and uh, the, uh, the panel made up of Valley uh, residents and people, landowners. Uh, we have 
uh, builders, we have a developer, we have uh, association representatives on that zoning advisory panel. And these first, the first phase of this, which is a year-long process, so by uh, December, the end of December of this year, <clears throat> we will see a work product and what the, the panel brings forward to the commission. Uh, but the um, uh, getting, defining the issues uh, with uh, Valley Zoning, uh, what, um, uh, what the picture looks like, uh, regarding water, wastewater, roads, mm -hmm. uh, all of those, and what uh, what the, the panel will deal with uh, in each of those individual areas, and then to come forward uh, to the uh, to the commission at the end of the year with their recommendations. So right now it's it's in the in the scoping right. process. Yeah, and so you know a long process, but it sounds like timeline is kind of set up and things are moving as they should, which is good. And we've got one minute left. It's just enough time to talk about fires because we've had some lately. And frankly, very often it's uh, they've been people burning maybe where and when they shouldn't be. Well, absolutely. And uh, please uh, go online or you, to get your burn permits before you start burning. And please pay attention to the weather. Uh, it's better to have high humidity days or higher than what mm. we experience around here quite a bit. <clears throat> and uh, fuels, uh, those what are called one-hour fuels, those grasses all there uh, are, uh, can burn easily, and you get a breeze, uh, they can spread. And that's what we experienced uh, uh, in the northwest part of the valley a few weeks ago. Uh, it's uh, just be extremely careful and um, uh, have, your, uh, have your water on hand, be able to control that fire. Yeah, be ready for it to get out of control. Absolutely. I mean, just assume that it's going to. Yep. A... Uh, uh, a fire that uh, is out of control is a hostile fire, and they call it hostile for a reason. Yeah. Lewis and Clark County uh, Commissioner Jim McCormick with us this morning, and uh, we're pretty much all out of time, Jim. So uh, I appreciate you coming in and chatting. We, all, we always seem to use it all up. Uh, we do. It goes in a hurry. It's, uh, I, I appreciate it, Troy, and uh, it's good to see you. Yeah, I appreciate you coming in and uh, being here. Love having folks back in the studio when we can. And you can go and check out the commission meetings now. You can actually be there in the room. It's fantastic. <laughs> That's all the time we've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in with us. I sure appreciate it. And we're going to be back around here again tomorrow, same time, right here on KCAP. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.